The main thing that people need to do is have a process in place, have your plan, know the market that you're going to be targeting, have a team in place and yeah, in a hot market, you need to be able to act fast and be confident in the prices that you're going to be presenting. And that goes back to doing your research, doing your due diligence and being confident in when making a decision. Definitely. Hello and welcome to another episode of Help Me Buy Property Podcast. Today we are going to talk about all the client success stories, all the crazy client success stories as to how that it went from bad to good. And we're going to talk a lot about the tactics that we use to acquire properties. Today in the podcast, I have my co-host, my great friend and my colleague, Mr. Harrison Flavel. Am I saying your name right, Harrison? Harrison. Well, yeah. Okay, perfect. Harrison is our senior property strategist, one of the gun person when it comes to negotiations, one it comes to finding the right properties, finding the right deals for the clients. Talk to me, Harrison. How's your experience been? How are you today? Let's start there. Yeah, going great. Enjoying the Friday. So started with a couple of coffees just to get the day going. Enjoyed the early sun. I see Melbourne weather now. It's raining. Yeah. It's about to start raining, but yeah, enjoying, enjoying my day. Yeah. How about yourself? Yes, yes. Look, it is a crazy day. It's been a crazy week, but it's been a crazy year, right? I mean, this year has just flown so quickly. Yeah, we've been super busy this year. I've been lucky enough to work with over 100 clients. So yes. Just been smashing. Yes, definitely. And some of the deals that you have been finding, like for the users and listeners, like amazing, amazing stuff. Like even sometimes I would be like, Shah, you know, I want one of these, right? So Yeah, no, I've been loving it. Just helping clients get to that next stage of their investment journey. Mm. And just, you know, that's how I got involved with this industry. I started out with using a buyer's agent and they, it just shows when buying the first property, how important it is to get to that first, making that first positive decision to get into that next stage of your journey. Because if you make the wrong decision, it can set you back a few years. So 100%. that's the reason why I got into this and being able to help clients this year has been amazing seeing them kicking goals. And definitely. And as a company, we've been growing. So. 100%. And you've done some amazing work and we'll, t- we'll get into that. I think there's a very important point that you mentioned that, you know, don't be ashamed of putting your hand up and asking for help, right? Like commercial is not my niche. And I have a super great friend who does commercial properties and I'll always look up to him, you know, if I need some, any assistance in commercial properties, right? And it's okay, right? You know, there are people there who are there to help you exactly for your needs. And if property is not your niche, you know, ask someone to help you. So there's nothing wrong with that. Cool. Let's get right into this. And I want to kick off in this space around hot markets. And everyone talks about hot markets like Adelaide, like Perth. How does a typical day in your life go around when, you know, you are using tactics to basically go around and, you know, finding and buying properties? Hot markets can be extremely challenging for people. So for me, having a process in place makes it a lot easier and having the highest success possible is having that process. So there's a few steps that I use personally. And that the first thing is having a plan in place. So having a plan, you can tailor where the client is, where they are and that where they want to be. So with that plan, you can see what sort of property they need to get to that next step. So having that, whether that's being the cash flow property being over 6% or around that sort of 6%, do they need the right zoning for a development potential property? What sort of pockets are they going to be sort of targeting? And knowing what sort of property, then you can start tailoring what sort of suburb definitely you're going to need so yeah definitely. understanding yeah what sort of price point they're at just yeah. to because if you're looking 
at realestate.com.au and you're looking at every single suburb, every single property, you end up getting analysis paralysis and you never Definitely. make a decision. So having a plan is the first is the first step. It's a very important point that you make. A lot of people make that mistake, right? They'll jump onto realestate.com, domain.com, you know, go to the maps and basically start looking everywhere, right? And the only filter that they have is the price filter, right? Yeah. And that's so, so dangerous because then, you know, I always use this analogy that, you know, you're shooting the target first and then chasing the target around trying to hit it, right? And it's important that, you know, you have a plan in place, you have a really good client understanding as to where the client is heading before. And that basically that understanding provides you the outcomes around what suburb, what price point, what yield, what type, what zone, you know, all of that is basically outcomes, you know, having that plan in place. So definitely, how does relationships works into all of these things? The relationships is the biggest part. That's where we get the most success. And look, it does take, it takes years to build those relationships with the agents. But I'd say 70% of the properties we're purchasing are off-market properties. That's from having the strong relationships with these agents. Definitely. So look, it, it makes a it makes a huge difference. It makes a life a lot easier. And that's how we're able to pick up these properties under market value at these incredible prices. And that's from... So there is a massive stigma around this, right? People f- say that, oh, in a hot market, you can't find, you know, underpriced properties or undervalued or under market properties. And I truly agree with you, right? I think relationships play in such a way that, you know, you are able to, you know, nurture that relationship over a number of years so that you can extract that value and the time is right. You know, I call this goodwill. You build that goodwill on a number of years. And I remember having this discussion with an agent once where I said to him, okay, if the the market is hot right now, and if I don't get properties from you, then one day the market will turn, right? And then, you know, I'll be in the driver's seat, you will be a passenger, and I swear to God, I would not pick up your phone, right? And that changes the table, right? Because what you're doing is you're making them realize that, hey, it's okay, but you know, you have to put importance to the relationship. And so talk to a bit about this. When you're going out there looking for deals typically, okay, in a hot market, how are you navigating through, you know, using various different, you know, tactics around, you know, unconditional offers around, you know, building in pest inspections around cooling off to provide that comfortableness to the client that, hey, you're protected, but you know, we are, you know, still very competitive in making sure that while our offer is lower, you know, you're still, you know, eating the competition out of the park. Yeah, absolutely. Having the right conditions can make a huge difference to whether you secure the property or not. There's been multiple times where, say, for example, we have an unconditional offer and we might not have the highest and best price, but we're still able to pick up the property just because we've had that unconditional offer. Look, a lot of times, Australia, say one out of three properties do fall over from finance. So once you have an unconditional offer, the agent is more comfortable and then the, the vendor is more comfortable as well. So a lot of the times they will end up picking the unconditional offer, even if it's not the highest price. Definitely. An unconditional offer for the users does not mean that, you know, you're not doing the due diligence, right? It just means that all of that due diligence is done up front. You know, you've done the building and pest, you know what's required for the house. You exactly know what the rental appraisal would be. You have got a bank valuation that sits behind you. You know the valuation is not going to come in short. You know, you have checked out the titles. You've done all of that work up front to be comfortable and confident that this unconditional offer is going to be the nail in the coffin and kill the competition out. Yeah, and I think that comes back to having the right sort of team in place. Because having the right sort of team in a hot market is extremely important. Having property manager 
having the right solicitor to be able to re- review the contract, make sure all the conditions are in place. Having the right sort of team in place is extremely important and that's having the right sort of broker, having the right solicitor, having the right property manager. Because in a hot market, you need to have the right team in place so you can move quickly on properties and with confidence. And having that, the agent's going to see that you know what you're talking about, you have the right sort of due diligence and you can move quickly. Definitely. Definitely. And there has been times, right? You think about it, you know, five o'clock on the weekend, Saturday, you know, you're chasing your conveyancer and your conveyancer needs to be flexible and agile enough to, you know, pick up your phone, one on a weekend and to review a contract for you because that property is, you know, going to close, you know, close of it, you know, I shouldn't say close of business, but close of the day on a Saturday, right? And so there has been instances where, you know, you are using those relationships at the right time as well. And so I think people do underestimate a power of a good relationship, especially in a hot market. You know, it's, it doesn't, price is not always what dictates, you know, a lot of these things. Talk to me a bit about, you know, some success stories, you know, just recent success stories. Well, we've had one even this week. So we're lucky enough to pick up an off-market property or an unbelievable price for around $410,000. We had the valuation come in at $615,000. So right there, we're getting into the property significantly undervalued. You've got that instant equity. You can do a bit of sweat equity as well. So a bit of a facelift on that property. This particular property as well is R40 zoning. It's in WA. So you can build three dwellings on this property so yeah. from every angle it's ticking all the boxes and our clients obviously extremely happy to be honest i always wanted to buy this property for myself and this is like only what 10 12 kilometers from cbd yeah cbd the rental yield is going to be over six percent yeah the a true true unicorn right i think uh, you know one of you know sometimes these properties when you're buying i think clients feel a bit edgy not because it's a good deal but you know it's too good to be true deal it's one of those right absolutely and it goes back to knowing the market inside out. Once you know the market and you know what suburbs you're targeting, you know what sort of properties to target, then you really get the unicorn deals. Yep. That is, goes back to the relationships with the agents. They know what sort of properties you're looking for. They know what sort of properties your ta- clients are targeting. And this is an off-market deal, right? Deal, yeah. And that goes back to the point, right, that you know the agent knows the market. It's not that the agent doesn't know the market, right? He's just managing relationship, you know, with you. Uh, it's a disease that you know they just want to get rid of the property. They know the price. They bought this property for bloody seventy thousand dollars, right? So you know they are making you know ten x the price anyway. So you know from their perspective, it's okay. Yeah, look, they just want to they want a clean, easy deal. They know with us that we're straight shooters. They know it's going to be an easy process, and a lot of some. Vendors, when they sell off market, they don't want people coming through their house. They don't want to do any work and get photography done. They just want to, the, the property to be sold as quickly as possible. Definitely. So Definitely. Our clients are open to those sort of deals and and yeah, we're happy to pick them up for 200000 on market value. Yes. And talk to me a bit about the one that we have again acquired this week where there is a house in the middle. You can do house on each side, you know, dual income. With, there is kitchen upstairs, kitchen downstairs. Amazing deal again. Another awesome deal we got last two weeks. So. It's in it's in an amazing pocket of WA as well. So it's a corner block over a thousand square meters. Can retain the existing house in the middle and build a dwelling on either side. So this was another off market property. The other thing with this property, it is dual income. So you can rent out the property upstairs, rent out the property downstairs, and the yield would be sitting above seven percent. So crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy deal. Again, another happy client. The valuation came in fifty thousand above. What we've acquired it for. Yeah. 
Another six one of my favorites, and you know, this is me going back now almost like three months. And you know, mind you, for the users and listeners, you know, these are the deals that haven't hit the internet yet as success stories. You know, they would definitely. But one of my favorite was where there were two titles on the block, and agent had no clue that there were two titles. And I'm talking about ID's property, because they'll cut it off. So please cut off the names. <laughs> so I'm talking about ID's property. The two titles on a single block, yeah. and agent had no clue that there are two titles. You know, we went in, did the due diligence, and be like, well. Hello, you know these are two properties. This is not actually a, a single property, right? Yeah. Look, another amazing deal as well. So sometimes the agents don't know the gem that they have. They haven't done the right due diligence, and we come in, we we do all our due diligence even before reaching out to the agent. So worked out that there's actually two titles on this property where the agents only selling it as one. So they've just brought the price down. Where if they brought it to market, they did their research and due diligence, they'll be able to list the price up here. But we've been able to purchase it down here. Definitely. And that was a cracker deal. I think we paid seven hundred thousand for two titles, each at like what six hundred square meter block, somewhere around there. Uh, and uh, you can basically sell them separately for 450 pretty much right away right now, right? And he was gutted because he realized that he could have done it himself, right? And got double the commission. When they realize it, the subject's very side by then, so they should have done Yes, yes. And uh, I think from our perspective, we realized that, you know, it's two loans. And that's what the broker said. The broker's like, well, it's not single loan. It's two loans. And so you need to settle them separately as two properties. And so that's where we were like, oh, wow, this is a really awesome deal. One of the things that we have always sort of explored in Adelaide is the cooling off, right? And we have really, should I say, milked the cooling off period in Adelaide. You know, talk talk a bit about that, right? Yeah, look, the cooling off period is does bring an advantage and people don't utilize it when they are either negotiating or doing further due diligence. So we will use the cooling off period either to negotiate a price further down or just to complete our due diligence if we have to act really quickly on a property to make sure that everything's in place to secure the property at the right price with all the right conditions. So yeah, we do use the cooling off period to our advantage yeah. where I feel a lot of people, they try and do all the due diligence before, but then they end up missing out on a property when they do have that extra two days of... Definitely. Definitely. And I think ultimately what you are, you, what you end up doing is you're killing their marketing campaign, right? By, by taking that property away from the market, even if it's for two days, right? Yeah. You know, all you have done is, and you know, it's like, you know, I use this example. I was talking to my wife that, you know, no one wants to eat someone else's food and so you've taken a food tasted it and put it out people will be like oh, no, i don't want it you know there must be something wrong with it and there might not be anything wrong with it right you know you just couldn't agree on the price or it could be x y and z reasons right you're right and that's and that's one of the biggest things once for whatever reason once it comes back onto the market no one wants to touch it so sometimes we've even had done and they've come back to us at a lower sort of price just because it's just killed the marketing campaign yes and that's a good segue into issues that we've had with properties where we've bought the property and you know there has been some issues let's talk about one of those where you know we bought a property for a client and the owner wasn't really happy or should we kick off on the burn down property first well the burn down property is probably the biggest one like the one that kind of sticks out in my mind so i still remember when i got that message from a property manager i was in europe at the time lucky enough to be on annual leave at that time and i got a notification in our group letting us know that my client's property had burned down so this was a few days before the property was about to settle. Yes. So it was an amazing property as well, but for whatever circumstances happened, the house had burnt down. So. Yeah. 
and the agents. And so we had our local team going out there doing their final inspections, you know, three or four days before the settlement, basically. And there was some work involved and crazy, crazy story, right? You know, I think that I've seen a lot of stuff, you know, in the property space, but a property burning down four days before the settlement is something that, you know, I've never come across. Insane thing to happen, but, you know, it just goes to show having the right team in place to be able to fix those situations and and have the right process in place is so important. That is things can happen. Definitely. And so, you know, just for the viewers and listeners sake, this is what ended up happening. So of course, you know, the property was burned down. It wasn't in the condition that we could settle. The agent or the owner wanted us to settle because he was like, oh, I'll fix it. You know, typically the insurers, you know, get involved in a lot of these contracts. You know, they were forcing the contract on us. You know, the, the buyer was really, really panicky. We had the right trust structures in place. And so we knew that, you know, even if he walked away from the contract right now, you know, there was no exposure because the property was locked into a trust and so there was no personal exposures to it. But having said that, you know, we went through, you know, took that property away, rescinded the contract, got the deposit back. Yes, it took a bit of time, but we were there all the way through, you know, with, with, the, with the client basically. Yeah. And since then, we've been able to pick up two more properties for that particular client and she's over the moon. She's over the moon, coming back for a third property yes. shortly. So yes, house burning down was, you know, potentially a good thing because it's, got almost three more properties since definitely definitely how about this particular deal and i think this was late last year or maybe early this year where we bought a property around i think it was december around similar time where we bought a property for a client and this is an interesting one we bought a property for a client and the owner wasn't happy that we bought the property so cheap basically yeah with that certain property we had purchased it around $100,000 below what the property should have been sitting at. So the agent wasn't a local buyer, wasn't a local agent. So after he realized what he'd done and the vendor realized that they've sold it significantly below the market value, they tried to get the property not to settle by using loans and what was the... I think the main thing that they said that, oh, they're not ready to settle. You know, the bank is not releasing the title. It's a cross-collateralized loan. And so I've never seen a seller having issues with the bank for settling the property because, hey, clearly, you know, you've had this property for 10 years. And so selling is basically you getting more money back, not less money. Exactly. And we picked up what they were trying to do. So we ended up using, it was a bit of a game, it was a bit of a cat and mouse game. So we used our strategy, they were trying to use a strategy. So we ended up putting the caveat on the property. And then once the agent realized what we were doing, because each day that went over, they were getting penalized $150 a day and it ended up being around $5,000. Yes. Added penalties. And they're like, okay, these guys are going to let this go. So they ended up settling. Yes. And it's, it's funny, like, I think a lot of these comes in through the contracts, right? So, you know, for users and listeners, again, you know, there are two contracts of sales in Italy. There is one contract that favors that one contract, which is quite a sort of very unilateral where, you know, it favors the buyers and the sellers unanimously. But, you know, there is one contract which favors the sellers more than the buyers. And so the seller can basically not settle the property without any penalties. And so you need to be really careful when you are, you know, looking and going through these contracts as to what is the rights for the sellers and the buyers. And this was, you know, one of those cases where, you know, technically you shouldn't be getting any penalties, but, you know, we were basically sending them out reminders and the contract said for every reminder that you sent out, you are allowed to charge $150. And, you know, we were sending them daily reminders out, you know, to basically rack in the money and, you know. So, yeah, it's it's quite interesting as to how many ways 
you can cut a cake to get a really good deal for a client. Some parting words. What would you say to a person who is looking for a property right now? What should they do? So the main thing that people need to do is have a process in place. Have your plan, know the market that you're going to be targeting, have a team in place and in a hot market, you need to be able to act fast and be confident in the prices that you're going to be presenting. And that goes back to doing your research, doing your due diligence and being confident in when making a decision. Definitely. And if you are busy and if you don't have time, you know where to find Harrison and you know, you can definitely come and seek help from Harrison. Harrison, for users and listeners again, where can they find you online? Yep, so you can you can visit me on Harrison Fulbell at linkedin.com.au at Harrison at helpmebuy.com.au. You can reach me at my LinkedIn profile, Harrison Flavel. You can reach me at my YouTube channel that's coming soon at Harrison Flavel. And yeah, you can, or you can just come to our website at www.helpmebuy.com.au or you can reach out to Moss and get to reach out to me. <laughs> Thank you very much, my friend for finding time, hopefully more episodes, sharing more stories or client stories, success and not so success stories as well. It's okay to share some of the pain and the frustrations as well. For users and listeners, if you have a story to share, you know, feel free to jump in into the comments and share your stories, your acquisition stories, good or bad. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, you know, do feel us and reach out to us. You know our website. Take care, stay safe, keep smiling, keep investing. This is Moss and Harrison checking out. Adios. Yeah. <laughs>